Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the next edition of the Armbar Podcast. As always, we have the ever flamboyant, ever busty Katie with us. Hello, Katie. Hi. Hi. And then, as always, we also have our local resident heterosexual. Mom, there's chocolate bits in here. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's letting that, it. She's letting it know. That's yeah. her favorite cereal, by the way. So if you guys didn't know, yes, that's my that's my daughter in the background talking about her cereal. And uh, if you don't like it, I'll take your arm. Oh God! Wow. <laughs> We're gonna Has continue. That <laughs> We're gonna continue on uh, using the same method of format that we did last week because we had a lot of fun with it. It was it was different, it was fun. It wasn't all bashing Roman Reigns, which I will say for last week, I don't know if we all realized that we had a Roman free week pretty much and it was oh, great. I realized. <laughs> did we did we have a Roman last, free week because last week was a Roman free week. So, we're going to go with the top three things Katie and Cliff have provided, the three things that they pulled from this past week which was last night's 205 and SmackDown Live, Monday's Monday Night Raw, and last Wednesday's NXT. So, yeah. What do we have? We'll start with Cliff this week. Cliff, what was your first top one? Yes, I'm really going to take this from her. Um, let's be honest, uh, Ricochet and Velveteen's promo from NXT was definitely my top moment, uh, watching Ricochet flip out of the ring and dare Velveteen Dream to do exactly what he can do. Uh, I just thought it was an amazing promo cut by both men and Ricochet putting a cake, uh, putting the topping on a cake. It was just, oh, oh, it was so awesome. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's like my favorite like high flyer right now with my favorite heel in NXT. It was And they're just... like they have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Well, Velveteen Dream has great chemistry with literally everybody. Like That's I true. feel like I feel like he would be the one that could blend and mix oil and water. Like yeah. he would he would successfully do it somehow. Like go yeah. beyond science. That's just so good. I think what my favorite part too was when once Ricochet did the flip over the top. I love the fact that Ricochet leaned in and Velveteen's dream Velveteen sold like obviously the move. It was huge anyway, but he sold it where Velveteen just looked at him and then Ricochet was like, Show me. And then Velveteen like dropped the microphone and just like walked back. You know, it was just a complete shock factor, which I thought to myself was like, Man, what a mm-hmm. moment. Like this is something that Raw would clamor for, but unfortunately they're gonna fuck up. So it was great that it was on NXT. Yeah. Don't sleep on NXT. Never. Never, 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 never. But yeah, no. Definitely the program leading into TakeOver Chicago is very well done. NXT TakeOvers are always a highlight for me. I'm always excited. And... so. Yeah. What's up? So my question is, though, Katie, um, you were at the show when this happened, right? Like, you were at the taping? I was. Yep, I was so, at that taping. 
tell me okay so i have to know because like for me right just watching it happen like i just had goosebumps all over like what was the crowd like what was the energy like it, once that move oh, happened it went, we went nuts i remember like because he was standing there they were having the promo he was standing there in the ring and then like all of a sudden like you saw him start to move and i remember my boyfriend just being like holy shit look and we just look over and he just soars over and it it kind of sucks because we felt watching it last week that they didn't the camera didn't catch all of it so like you guys it didn't even show like he was in the air and then he was on the floor and it was still cool but like watching it because i was directly behind him because like the way where we sit is is uh to the like if you're looking at the crowd that's facing the hard camera where on the left so you're basically fit you were sitting where yeah, you could we face directly the, towards the, the ramp yeah, we faced the okay. ramp. So we saw it directly in front of us as he flipped high over the rope and landed perfectly so far up the ramp. It was so impressive. <laughs> and the entire crowd just lost it. Like, it was so cool. So it was electric. Like, to me, like, this this definitely goes down to, like, one of my top five WWE, like, favorite moments, aside from, like, Randy Orton's RKO of um, uh, Evan Bourne. <laughs> no, Evan Bourne. Um, <laughs> there was the Rollins RKO at WrestleMania, which I thought yeah. was really great, and Shawn Michaels' sweet chin music uh, against Shawn Benjamin. So, like those moments were like my are forever gonna be like my top favorite moments. But you know, this bumped down one of them and just stuck right at number three because I was just like, yo, I've never seen that before. It was definitely cool. And then the fact that he just, like, the way Velveteen sold, like, everything, I was like, yeah, that, that was so legit. Like, I still get goosebumps in the back of my neck thinking about mm -hmm. that moment. I was like, wow. Well, I knew that was going to be your favorite moment, so I didn't <gasps> put it on mine. Even though it is. <sighs> I gave it to you, even though I was there personally. <laughs> well, like, it's so funny, because, like, as soon as I brought it up in the chat room, you were like, oh, yeah. I was there, and I was like, oh, we definitely having this tie again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I gave it to you. You said it. I, I have three others, so it's okay. <laughs> All right. Katie, what was your, uh, your first one? Okay, uh, so my first one was Becky Lynch versus Charlotte from SmackDown last night. Um, pleasant surprise with an actual, like, Nice, good finish, good competition, female wrestling match. No stupid shenanigans, no turn, no interference. Just the two of them putting on a good match, making sense, and Becky actually winning. I mean, I know she's not going to win the briefcase, but like, I'm just happy that she actually won and she beat Charlotte. That's a big deal, and you know, as a huge Becky fan. It was it was nice to see, but it was a really good match. I I I thought they got a good amount of time. I thought they really they showed off their their friendship, their personality, their the chemistry that they absolutely have. I mean, I still say that I wish that they would have never gone with Sasha and Charlotte as the big raw feud that it should have just been Becky and and Charlotte because Becky is the genuine the most genuine baby face that you have, but uh, in the women's division and probably in the men's division too, but whatever. 
But um, I loved it. I really, I thought it was great. Great between two girls that I really like. Great for the women's division. Um, and it just, it made sense with the storyline. And Becky got a win. So, favorite ma- moment of the week. When yeah, was, the one. When, go ahead, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> when, when was Becky's last singles victory on SmackDown? Christ, I couldn't even tell you. Um, oh, wait, no, it had to be. Did she? No, was that that was a three way when she won the qualifying match? That I was a three way, right? Yeah, because it was against Absolution or oh, remnants yeah, of yeah, Absolution. Yeah. Rebs, yeah. Um, I believe I feel like she beat one of the iconics in the very beginning of them being on, but I, I'm I'm not quite sure. Um, I honestly I can't tell you. <laughs> it's been that fucking long. Yeah, it's that long that we literally are thinking about the triple threats that she was in, and then we mm. can only recall those or tag yeah. matches. Like that's the right. last time I remember seeing her. Yeah. You know, the one thing I was gonna say was that um, there was like a moment in the match where like they both went to kick each other and they both caught each other's foot, and then yeah. like Becky was like, "Okay, we're gonna lay each other down on three and like they legit did. There was no like shenanigans, like you were saying, no backstabs, no turns, nothing, no, no heelish moves. It was just kind of cool. Like, I had a great yeah. time watching that match. Like, I literally was fixated on it. I couldn't take my eyes off because I was just like, wow, this is actually really good technical wrestling on both parts. I was like, I Yep, I like exactly. It. And it showed it showed the talent of, of the two girls. And I mean, not that Charlotte really needs to show it, but it, it showed Becky actually wrestling with someone of her caliber. So I, I really liked it. The reversal with the backflip, that was pretty fly, too. I'm going to be yeah. honest, like, seeing seeing Becky put her knees up, I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and then her getting that disarmer, I was like, hell yeah. Talk about taking arm. an arm, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was... Facts. Hello? It's, it's, it's dishes being thrown the fuck around? It is. It is. Just can ignore we, it. Don't worry about can, it. It's going can away. We not destroy the kitchen, please? I have to clean that no. later. I'm sorry. It's just I slipped and fell on a banana peel. Ugh, your life. I know. Mario Kart. That's what it is. Ugh, Jesus Christ. Number two. Well, well, before we go into number two, that match was definitely like just the women's matches in general. Like over the past week, have been just on point. It's like there something clicked because I even thought some of the matches on Raw for the well the match was there one or two I can't remember. Um, there was the tag match that had the, it was good throughout and then it had the stupid ending yeah I don't but, I can't recall I didn't even watch the tag match oh well I went to bed you're such an old lady no it's because Raw was fucking garbage alright well before you're we jump lady. into that right. <laughs> number two Cliff what was number two for you so, just to kind of give you a heads up, the top three, though, um, there's, I didn't, have, I didn't have a single wrestling match on here. So, just give you guys a heads up. Like, you're not going to hear a match from me at all for these top three that are my favorites. So, my second favorite moment was on Raw, and it was Finn Balor's entrance when they had um, the Special Olympics team out there, and he was coming out there giving high fives and stuff, and they all did the entrance together. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to hear that, Ballard Club includes everybody, but it's another thing to see it happen where you have especially 
Finn Balor coming up and giving a two sweet to all the kids with special needs. I just thought that moment was like a uh, a heart touch moment for me because I'm so I'm attached to kids with special needs. I really I, I have I take pride in like enjoying their company and being around kids with special needs. So to see that it, it just it was a personal thing for me. But that was my favorite my second favorite moment. I did not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, again I went to sleep and I didn't watch back. <laughs> How are you gonna come on here and talk about Raw? I when talk you, about two play. hours of Raw that was garbage, and I talk about the SmackDown that I watched and NXT <sighs> that I watched. So, well, and Katie, to be honest, like that's probably something you should go back and watch. You just see that entrance; like it was so cool because Big Show was there. He introduced Team Texas for the Special uh-huh. Olympics, and they all had a celebration. They were clapping, yay! And then Finn Balor came out, and the crowd like erupts. Right, obviously. But then all the kids, the special needs, like their faces lit up like it was Christmas morning and you're back to being four years old and you saw all the gifts. Like they were excited. Finn came out and gave high fives to everybody. He looked at the team. He just put, he looked at them and then like that part was like, like, yo, he hit it and then all the kids hit it with him and then he did it again and they hit it with him. And then one kid was actually standing right next to him, puts up the two sweet. And he hits him with the two sweet, and then he hits like six more kids with the two sweets, and then walks down to the ramp. I was like, "Yo, this moment oh, is the most legit moment for Raw as far as like this goes." Like it, it to me, it was like my highlight of the show because I thought the rest of it was trash, just like you're saying. Yeah. But that definitely was like my favorite moment of Raw. <laughs> yeah. Raw wasn't that bad this week. I will say that. I'm sorry. Katie. What? <sighs> Raw no, was wasn't bad. that bad this week. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not as bad as a couple weeks ago. So. No, it was bad. It was not that bad. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't the bo- It didn't have the Bobby Lashley, you know, <laughs> sister segment. Which... Uh, yeah, but it was still as bad. Bitch, I got. Stop my... jumping ahead. No, all I'm saying is my top three least favorite moments are five of, and four of them are from Raw. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Katie. But anyway, uh, I fine. do not understand why you are so extra today. I'm not extra today. You are extra combative today, for sure. Well, it's because you're being a pain in my ass. Ah, uh, negative. You're just. Anyway, you're would you like to know my second top three favorite moment? Yes, I would. Uh, my second top three favorite moment was Nikki Cross at the end of NXT last week. The part where she came in at the end of the match between Shayna and Dakota. And she just started, like, freaking out, you know, doing being Nikki and then stealing the belt and, and telling Dakota to be the referee while she faced Shayna for the for the title and then hitting her and, and getting the quick pin and then <laughs> pretending that she was the champion and running around. I just I love I love Nikki Cross. I I can't wait for their match. I really hope it's good. I, I want her to be champion. I just love her. And I loved the way NXT ended last week. The match was Yes, I have to agree. Too. Yeah, the match was pretty good too, but Nikki's the best. So me not knowing Nikki Cross like that because I know you guys have been watching NXT since you know Moby Dick was a minnow. I um I legitimately saw her and I was like, man, she's crazy. 
but I kind of dig her character a little bit. So that was just like, yeah, definitely. She's the kind of person that reminds me of uh, the dude from Braveheart where he's like, yes, Lord, I'll let him know. He's like, pretty sh- Lord says he can get me out of this mess, but he's pretty sure you're fucked. And I just feel like Nikki Cross like talks to God. Like her character talks to God and just like tells her what to do. She so fucking talks like, to someone. Yeah. She, <laughs> she goes off and it's great. She hears voices inside her head. <laughs> Why? Damn. <laughs> I just I, I really want to figure out. I'm trying to like in my head figure out if this maybe the delay of sanity actually debuting is because they're gonna give Nikki the proper send-off of a one more great match against Shayna. And then she's going to join Sanity on the rest of the uh, the rest of the main roster with um, on SmackDown. I don't know. But I don't. I think they're waiting for Sanity to show up at the end of the tag match, the tag title match on SmackDown. I don't think Sanity doesn't need Nikki. Nikki doesn't need Sanity. NXT needs Nikki. Like the women's division in NXT, absolutely Nikki. So I'm. I hope they're not going to bring her up. She really, needs- after all that complaining that you did before about it. And it was like, this is not right. Sanity, Nikki was an inter- inter- original member of Sanity. You know, she was integral. When did I do that? You did it when it was announced. I don't think I did. Uh, you, yeah, did. you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you yeah, went off. You did. You you were denying it like I denied Drew Galloway's. So you definitely did, though. <laughs> Which I still want my uh, apology in the form of a cake and or cookies. Thank you very much. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'll you send did. It to you I, in the chat. It's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I just, I don't know what I want from this because of the fact that I, I, I prefer Sanity as a whole. Nikki Cross was just so instrumental in the rise of Sanity in NXT. Like her interference, her craziness, her zaniness on the outside of the ring. That's the original. Thing that got her over her interjecting herself in these tag team matches or one-on-one matches against other men or, you know her having that fire and that's what got her over and i feel like even though she don't get me wrong she is great on her own it's mm-hmm. i i worry for sanity that's going to be missing something for sanity on the main roster because she is a key piece of that puzzle that works. It works with her in it. And I'm just afraid that it's just going to be another chaotic group like they've had in the past, like with the Wyatts or with Nexus or with the core. Insert any other gr- heel group that gets debuts on a, a main roster show that then flails because it's just generic chaotic group. Nikki hey, okay. something. <sighs> <laughs> Nikki added something that made it different and special, and that's why it worked. Mm-hmm. So, I'm yeah. leery, but I, 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 I'm trying to be as optimistic as I possibly can about it. Anthony has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Holy mother fucking... Hello, hello, my lovely people. <laughs> Hi. Jesus. He has decided to show up. It is fine. He can interject. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Anthony back after having a long sabbatical dealing with work and getting a promotion. Congratulations on that. Thank clap, 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 clap. 
Yes, I heard about that. You know, everyone needs some uh, some more money in their lives, which is. Well, I'm not wonderful. making more money. That's the bad thing. I'm. What? Not yet. Not yet. No, not yet. not yet. First of all, not yet. Not yet. It's coming, but not yet. Right now, it's a training position, but not yet. It's a- nice. Congrats, still. It's so. it's gonna be. It's good. How good. Are, how is everybody? Good. Like Montgomery is- Burns. Excellent. <sighs> Katie is still bitter and Cliff is still clueless. So what? Andrade, Cliff, Right. Luckily, we haven't had to speak about him. So, um, number three, number three. We were on number three, right? <laughs> I keep saying. Yeah, three. we are on number three. All right, Cliff. Yeah. What was your n- third best moment from this week? All right, so. Uh, my favorite, my last favorite moment came from SmackDown. Um, and like I said, it was no matches whatsoever on here. Uh, but the New Day's prank on The Miz definitely is going to be put into my number three spot. What I love, definitely loved about it was the way they sold it to The Miz about like, hey man, we feel really bad about what happened. We're, we want to make it up to you. We're going to let you draw the name out of the hat. And then like all this shenanigans that went behind it. But the best part about it was after The Miz puts his hand to the, ba- the, to the pancake batter like he flings it at the new day and what made this moment even better for me wasn't necessarily the moment but i was checking out one of a, a different podcast i was definitely checking out some different videos was the comment section in youtube where somebody made the comment that xavier was doing his best uh he was doing his best uh imitation of page and for people who don't really understand what that means uh you can google it because it's definitely worth checking out I just looked it up and I can't find it right now, so I'll have to check on it uh, yeah, another time. You gotta turn but... your adult. You have to. You have to turn off your adult filter. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did. I did read that Biggie's face was really extra. Like he almost like looked like he had a really bad poop. Oh, that was great. <laughs> like, ugh. I'm so glad that the new day doesn't is not as stale like i'm glad that they're not stale because it was getting to that point it was getting kind of mundane so i'm glad that they're that they're going in the direction that they're going i just like the i i they always they always have something different i think i always feel like they do something new and then it gets fans on their sides and then like they ride that out for a little bit and then it kind of start fades off and then they come up with something new and then fans jump on that and they start writing again i mean let's be real since the new day debuted right we had the heel new day, which was talking trash, everybody. Then they flipped over. Then we had llama penises, and then we had Wait, what? <laughs> Do you not recall when they used to wear the unicorn, the unicorn horns? Bro, bro, And the rock, and and the rock referred to. First of all, the rock referred to him as llama penises, and that's what they'll yeah. all be remembered as. Is the llama penises? Llama penises. He did. <laughs> llama penises. They then were about we had, the power uh, of positivity first with their very. Church, black churchy feel they had a black churchy dynamic to it in the beginning that's oh, yeah. what they started with yeah no i i i that's what i'm saying like they because were they came up well they were heelish remember because they didn't care and they were heelish at first i kind of missed and, that but then like then all of a sudden you saw them then they did the bootios thing and now they're doing the power of pancake or pancake power it's just funny to see them always know how to reinvent themselves and then just keep it going so i definitely have to say like i definitely love the new day for that katie any comments on the new day 
Uh, Duke, I always love the New Day. Um, I know I've had discussions with my boyfriend about how they're kind of getting stale. I love them. I feel like they work so well together. So, um, like Cliff said, they always find a way to make things new and reinvent themselves a bit. So, um, but I would like to see uh, some singles runs, especially Big E. I mean, he's my favorite. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I, I thought that promo hysterical. I really enjoyed it. And lead into your third and final. Okay, so my third and final uh, greatest moment was actually something that did not happen on any of the actual shows this week. <gasps> oh, yeah. Are we talking about it? Are we talking about it? It was an online promo from uh, Daniel Bryan. Ooh, we're talking about it. Yes. We are talking about it. The Daniel Bryan promo? Yes. Um, his promo after Big Cass's stupid, god-awful promo on SmackDown. <gasps> um, he, he was just talking about how, you know, he's a survivor and, you know, he survives every day. Do you know getting to where he is and how he will beat him because Daniel uh, because Cass doesn't know how to get out of a leg lock doesn't know how because he doesn't work hard enough he doesn't wrestle hard enough he doesn't know how to break his leg he doesn't know how to break his arm like that's just everything that he was saying he was like you can be tall you can be big whatever you don't work hard enough and I could still beat you i will make you tap out because you can't and then the way he ended it was so good you can't teach to survive that and i was like oh i love daniel bryan and he was so passionate so incredible i was just like (laughs) amazing and i love him and he deserves better than this big buffoon cast so yeah that was my top three and that was my second my third sorry (laughs) you don't know how to number that's great i don't Whatever, I don't know that. I watched that actually today from Reddit, and it was probably the best Daniel Bryan promo that he's ever had in WWE. You can see the reignited fire in him 100%. Camera does not do him justice, though. Let's just, if I'm going to be. Yeah, I thought that that too. It's just like, dude, you have aged so much. Yeah, <laughs> but it really didn't matter because I felt the energy coming off of that promo. Like I was just like, "Brian is gonna kill Cass. There's gonna be a murder in Chicago." <laughs> like I got like, Cass is about I, to go on the shelf. <laughs> don't fingers crossed. Payday! <laughs> oh my god. So really quick though, Anthony, did you did you catch that promo? Did you happen to see that promo when it was on? I did not get a chance to... Well, I watched the big cast one, but I have not got a chance to look at that promo. Yeah, so you're going to need to. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch a Cliff? I did. Actually, it came on my Bleacher Report, and um, as it came on the Bleacher Report, I watched it off the Bleacher Report, and I was just like, holy shit, like, like Daniel Bryan has, has got me convinced that we have got to get an officer in the, in the ring because we might actually witness a crime. Like, I really believe that. I saw a cr- I, I, I'm witnessing a crime. Like, it's premeditated right now. Like, it will happen. Like, I'm just like, uh, can we call the police? We need Chicago PD to be there. They're not going to do much, but... <laughs> Hit him with a stun gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. All 
right. Since yeah. you joined in a little bit in the, in the middle, I'll ask you what was out of um, this past Monday's Raw, Tuesday's SmackDown, Tuesday's 205, and last week's NXT, if you caught it. Anthony, what would you say is your top moment from this past week of wrestling in WWE? Oh, gosh. Um, so, first off, my cable provider Spectrum sucks. So I missed the first probably 45 minutes trying to get my cable back on. So Was this during on, Raw? Raw. On Raw. You didn't miss, any, you didn't miss anything. You didn't us. miss anything. It no, was, not at all. There, was, Ro- so there then, was some Roman stuff. That's about it. Oh, gosh. So then I absolutely liked how they were giving the B team a title opportunity. Just how they wanted it, I didn't like. But it fits the the picture perfect. My favorite pick, my favorite moments was when the big show came out and was introducing the Special Olympic members, and you got Ben Balor out there <laughs> giving, giving, the wolf, giving the too sweet to all the guys. That was probably my favorite part of there. Can you tell me how that moment went again? How did that moment go? Did you see it, or were you just studying the back of your eyelids like you normally do? Oh, listen, snap! <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> <Snap>. <laughs> I get tired and I get sick of raw. Old lady. Hmm. Old lady. Uh, all right. So with very little explanation with very little explanation because I want to kind of do something different. I kind of have a surprise. So I want to um real quick cliff. I like surprises. Yes. Fuck up. We what are your three worst moments? From this week. Uh, all right, so let's start from the bottom up. Um, all three of my moments, coincidentally, all came from Raw. Those would sound crazy. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Uh, starting with uh, Natty's injury, right? So not the injury itself. Like, I definitely got that. It definitely was kind of cool to see Natty was still trying to fight, and then eventually she gave through. But, like, it's weird. To- yeah, so whatever you want to call it. Her fakeness. It could have been real. I don't care. It's just the one. It's not that part that I have an issue with. It's. What happened after and then, like, in a backstage segment, right? So, obviously, we've, we've talked in depth about Rhonda and her, uh, her stand-up, whether it's in the Octagon, uh, as on Saturday Night Live, or if you're trying to cut promos in WWE. Like, it just sucks. But the more important part was, what is going on with Nia? Is she a heel? Is she a face? I mean, everybody talks about how they have respect for Natty and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, look, first of all, you're supposed to be this big, badass woman. And here you are, like trying to show compassion, I would just be like, yo, like, yeah, she got her big deal, and just move on. But instead, they're, like, trying to make her feel like she has feelings, like, she really cares. Like, bro, you last week, you literally cut a promo talking about how you just, you're the bully. And now, all of a sudden, you're back here just because it's natty, you're going to change your tone. Like, the WWE has some shitty writing, and we, we acknowledge that numerous times on the show, but yeah. that literally bugged me so bad. My number two moment that really kind of irked me was with the B team win, not necessarily the B team winning because it definitely was one thing that we all knew was going to happen. But the fact that D and D got eliminated first, I think was my biggest problem. Right. So like really, so we're just going to take out, we're going to take, we're going to kill all the momentum that these guys have, even though they went back in and destroyed, destroyed everybody. We eliminated them first. Why? Then why even have them in the match? Okay. You could have put, anybody in that match right in that case yeah you you hurt you hurt drew and dolph like in the ring because they're in it did and everybody's like well they went out first and then they eliminated everybody then why have them in a match at all it just there's no point to it you could have aop in there 
you did you done just as much with them. Like you could just had them in there in a squash match. It didn't matter. It really irked me. And I at that point I was just so done watching Raw. I was like, you know what, I have to power through this because this is something that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I I'm glad that the B team won. The way they won was kind of weird too, where like, you know, the elimination of Rhino, it was whatever. It was what it was. And then my top moment that I just could not stand, uh, consulate Baron. Like, come on, Corbin, like stop this, all right? Like, this was horrible. Like, you are over the top of like now all of a sudden, like he's over the top of Kurt Angle and he can kind of assert himself in the way that he wants, being the eyes and ears, quote unquote, of Stephanie McMahon, please get that out of here. Like now you're like now you're undercutting Kurt. You're trying to make you're trying to pass over Corbin, even though he's really just like He's a good mid-card heel. I give him that. He does play that role well when it's played. But the problem is, though, is that they're trying to make him this top face, and you already got Jinder, who sucks. You have Corbin now, who sucks. And the two dudes that could legitimately be top heels in your company, you eliminate them first in the B-team's uh, win in the, in the Rumble. Like, those are my three moments. I couldn't stand it. Still can't stand it. And to be honest, it sickens me to think that Baron Corbin gets to be pushed as a top heel right now. Yeah, I read that that was probably going to lead into either a SummerSlam match with either Angle or Jordan when he comes back. So Let's get ready for mediocrity. Katie, rapid fire. All right, so... Not like like the slow fire that Cliff does because, you know, Army, but... Oh, jeez. All right, shut up. Okay, so um, I agree. Air Force. Same thing. With actually a couple of things that you said, um, I do not like. Uh, I, first of all, I hate Natty's acting. I hated her injury, but um, my top least favorite moment was Ronda Rousey on commentary because she's fucking awful, and I hate her. And I hated her stupid line, "Oh, my husband thinks I'm ripe for the picking" or whatever the fuck she said. It didn't make any sense. It was gross. It also didn't make any sense, and it was still gross. And she is the worst talker i have absolutely no respect for the fact that she has not improved and i i don't know like i don't understand why she got into wrestling if she can't fucking talk so that pissed me off to Sami Zayn, um bobby lashley segment not as bad as the last one but still fucking awful and i have to say that even though it's halfway through the year Sami Zayn, bobby lashley has to be the worst feud of the year like Oh my god. Like, you just bring Bobby Lashley in and this is what he does. Poor Sami Zayn has to do this. It's just like, it's garbage. I hate it. Everything. Uh, number three, all I wrote was in in big letters, big cast. So, uh, you oh, know, oh really? Again? Yes. Uh, Shocker. Every, um, Shocker. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Every week, it's just going to say big cast until he gets fired. Um, Can we? And then... <laughs> Yeah, no, I know I said three, but I'm going to uh, just hop on what Cliff said. I also had Drew and Dolph getting uh, eliminated. um, It didn't make any sense. It was stupid, especially since they were on a winning streak. Um, I I guess because Dolph got eliminated and not Drew, but that that was also one of the things I did not like. All along any tag team battle royal, both team members have to get eliminated. Not one. They only did it for this very reason. I don't like when WWE changes things just to fit the narrative. It's stupid. So it should have been two members. Both members have to get eliminated. 
of the team or just have one fucking person in. What's the point of having if only one person falling over loses it for the team? It's dumb. You know, actually, and let me touch on this too, right? The other part I had a huge issue with was the Revival did all the work and then you eliminated them. Well, we, yeah. we, knew, we knew that the B team was going to win. They've been pushing it and pushing it now for a yeah. while. So, but to go back to what we said earlier, why even have the people you're pushing? You know, the, the guy that the back, you, you have the biggest hard-on for, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Why are you even going to put them in the match? If it's just to showcase them, put them in a fucking promo or whatever, since Drew and Dolph are actually really good on the mic together. Yeah, my only, been- my only thought is that this is leading to Drew destroying Dolph. But it, it, still did, it still did nothing. Like, there was no, like, hint at a turn. There was, it was just, oh, my partner got eliminated. Now we're going to be extra mean and destroy everybody. Which, if you and want to walk out together. Right. It just, yeah. Well, maybe Dolph, may, this is the start of Dolph. This is, it did nothing, though. It preluded to nothing. Well, we don't know that. It did nothing. It did nothing. That was my worst moment of the week. Like, I was just like, Hello? There, yeah, there's Drew is, no... Drew's daddy for you. Ugh. Yeah, you're not fucking wrong. You're not <laughs> fucking wrong. I know. So yeah, those were my three, four, five least favorite moments. Yes, we know. <laughs> just just for the record, we will, going forward with the, the worst moments, Katie, you can leave out Cass, because we will just assume that's always the bottom. I'm going to remind <laughs> you. I'm going to remind everybody at the beginning of the show. This is Katie. We have Katie back. She hates Big Cash. She wants him to die. Maybe not that much. Maybe, like, just get fired. Fired. He's, Future he's, endeavored. He's worthless. La, 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 la. He no needs talent. To, the only thing he needs to be given is a pink slip. Dang. He's, he's not even in his career. He's not even worth the paper that the ink is printed on. Just a phone call. He's not worth the electricity to do the phone call for. <laughs> Someone needs to give a bird exercise and carrier pigeon his firing. I actually, I would love it. I would love it if like it just like popped up on a jumbotron, like for big cast. Just be like, you're done, and that's it. During Raw, <laughs> big ass, endeavored. Bye. Oh, that'd be so great. And then the crowd can sing him off. <laughs> oh, no, no, the crowd could just leave happy. That's the send-off moment. The crowd yeah. can leave happy, he's fired. Anthony, real quick, for what you saw of everything, what was your worst moment of the week? Alright, so the, the Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn thing. Blah, blah, blah. Your sisters, your family, army. Alright, let Bobby Lashley go kick his ass. Kick Sami Zayn off. I'm I, I'm over Sami Zayn. He's not a very good heel. Period. I, even though he tries to be, I, that's my that's my opinion. Uh, my second one, Big Cass. Big Cass is an idiot. He's goofy. He's too tall to play sports, so he's got to go to wrestling. My third one, Shinsuke AJ contract signing. Boring. Shinsuke as a heel like this. Me no speak English. Boring. Get over it. This is stupid. A last man standing because they're going to kick each other in the nuts again. They're both going to get counted out, and there's not going to be another winner because they both can't get up. Wow, we just fucking read fucking Money in the Bank. 
Cool. <laughs> you know, you know what though? I want to talk touch on this. I think something that would have been funny to see, at least for that contract signing, is if if Shinsuke would have said no right in English. <laughs> like he's got pen. No right in English. Extras. That's extra as fuck. That's boo you. You don't even watch oh. NXT or two or five. Piss oh off. my god, you children. <laughs> you children. Okay, moving on. Uh, I want to briefly, I don't know, Katie, if you watched the Best of Super Juniors at all. I watched one the last match. So you watched Ishimori versus Takahashi. Yes. In a, I don't know if you guys did, but it was like a 35-minute match. Yeah, it was really fucking long. It was really fucking long. And I want to kind of... Uh, touch on that because of the fact that it's wrestling that I am mistakenly like not watching and I kind of so wanted this question really quick can you like because I don't know so it, I'm pretty sure maybe some people that are going to be listening to this might not know but where can they catch these matches at though Katie um actually I don't know we find a streamable on reddit Okay. Usually, usually there's some sort of stream that people can find of it. Usually with uh with Reddit, I know sometimes uh, Twitch will have some stuff that will some people will be streaming wrestling as they're playing wrestling. I have seen that. So, but uh, Katie, just give me a brief uh give give your uh, opinion on the match that took place between Ishimori and Takahashi. Um, it was it was a really good match. Um, I know um, we watched it because Meltzer was talking about how apparently it was one of the top ten matches he's ever seen in his entire life. Um, I thought that was a little overblown. Um, it was definitely a very, very good match, but I'm not sure if I would even like consider it. Well, my boyfriend was saying like he did, wasn't even sure if he would consider it five stars. So, um... It's kind of the hype is a, is a bit big there, but it was still a really really good match. Um, it was a great showing uh, for both guys, but uh, especially Ishimori. Um, it's uh, I mean I really like Takahashi mostly because of his stuffed cat Daryl. Uh, so Daryl, like, I see the the thing about Japanese wrestling for me is that. I find that they start off very, very slow, where they're kind of like, one guy will make a move, and another guy will make a move, and they just kind of like walk around each other for a while. I like when matches just start right out the gate. Like, that's how you, where you know, like, the passion is there, the the need, like, that sort of stuff. And that's what happened right in the beginning of this, was they started off, like, just guns out. And I was like, that was awesome. And they fought, like, all around the arena. They did some crazy shit with, like, stairs like concrete stairs like it was just really like it was really good um lots of lots of almost finishes but i really enjoyed it i thought it was a very very good match yeah i'm gonna have to start watching i i don't i yeah. i didn't realize that the tournament has started and like trying to find like a stream that's gonna be able to hopefully there's like streams that are recapping it back so that i can go back and watch all the matches together so a lot of homework to do. Obviously, I'm still. And sorry, Marty, I did not finish the Mae Young Classic tournament just yet, oh. but I have been. I have been watching though, and it is. And you're, you guys are. I mean, it's it's cool. Like it is podcast is definitely something for me that I definitely enjoy because I've been introduced to. I've fallen the Mae Young Classic tournament, so I'm definitely excited for the second one. 
uh, NXT, you know, I don't know if I'll go back and watch like the beginning of NXT, but definitely watching from right now and what I've got going on is definitely like a high point. 205 has been electric again, so I'm definitely excited to watch that. And then watching mm-hmm. Raw SmackDown is funny because like I feel like I get this high from NXT, and then it kind of continues on with the May Young Classic tournament that I've been watching, you know, catching up on. Then obviously Raw SmackDown kind of let me down, but then 205 like is the next thing. And then guess what? The next night, bam, back to NXT. I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. Wednesday mm-hmm. is great. <laughs> Wednesday is is fantastic. But um, real quick, uh, Best of Super Juniors is hosted, if I'm not correct, by New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it's a tournament that started by them, but it does feature wrestlers from Ring of Honor. And this year it introduced uh, a wrestler from CMLL, which is Consejo Mundial de Ligio Libre, and that's from Mexico. And past winners or past participants have included... Will Osprey, Ricochet, Dragon Lee, Chris Sabin, Marty Skrull, Kushida. So there are some big names that have been involved in this tournament, which is actually like blocked. It's like round robin blocked. So if one person is going to fight, if you're in a block with someone, you are eventually going to fight them. And then whoever gets like the most wins or the most points will then go on to the finals. And it Usually the best of Super Juniors finals matches are some of the best wrestling of the year. Just the in general is some of the best wrestling of the year. Like Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish were in it back in 2016. So if that doesn't tell you, you know, the quality of wrestling that they have, and WWE is actually able to view this and see this, that, you know, it, it's, it's good stuff. I definitely recommend checking it out since it just finished not too long ago. When did, when did the finals air? It was what two days ago? Yeah, I think, I think it was so. Two days ago. I actually we watched it yesterday, so I think. It was- yeah, wasn't Will wasn't Will Osprey like in the tournament too this year? He wasn't. He wasn't this year. Yeah, but he didn't make the finals. Right. I re- well, and that name sounds familiar because obviously I remember the match from last year with Ricochet, but like that definitely it, that match that, was that just meh. So that it was, but it was just ex- it was exciting for high flyers though. Like as far it as like it was so spot heavy. It was. It definitely was, but yeah, I think, it did I think it was a, it did, it caught my, it, I mean, how many people's attention did turn and looked at other wrestling because of that match? So let's be real. Like the Kenny Omega matches, right. We've, I can definitely say like those three, ma- those three matches that they've had so far. Plus I'm excited for a new one that they got coming up. All those matches have turned heads, right? Because always Dave Meltzer being like six stars, six and a half stars. This matches are incredible, but I'm gonna be honest. Like, I didn't pay attention to those matches, and and when once I saw Will Osprey and Ricochet's like high flyer moments, I was like, "Whoa! Like, what is this?" And then everybody's like, "Oh, it's New Japan Wrestling." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I watched that, and then I went back and saw the Kenny Omega match. I was like, "Holy shit! Kenny, this match is amazing!" And then everybody was like, "From there, I got hooked." Like, I was like, "Man, I gotta! I'm trying to catch as much as I can, but there's just so much to try to keep up with." I'm like, "Man, this isn't this is crazy." So I definitely have to say, like. It's incredible to watch what's going on. It's just that, you know, if you, you can't maintain it all the time because there's just, there's a lot of wrestling going on all the time. Like, try to keep up with the European stuff, try to keep up with New Japan, try to keep up with obviously what's going on in WWE, mm-hmm. TNA or Impact, TNA, whatever you want to call it. But it's just, uh, yeah. it's crazy to see how much, how much there is. And then you're just trying to like pick and find moments that you can watch what you want to watch. You know what I mean? Right. I'm glad that Katie and I are at least able to introduce you guys into some, into, you know, forcing you to watch NXT and introducing you to stuff like New Japan because 
there's just some great, great shit from coming out of Japan. It's just yeah, disgusting on how great it is. The crowds yeah, are different. The, the styling is a little different, but it's it's just disgustingly beautiful. Yeah, and I'm excited to be going to a uh, CFO presents New Japan show at the end of this month in Daytona. You mean CEO? Yeah, whatever. CFO is the name of the <laughs> the CEO band is... that puts puts on NXT entrance music. Uh, entrance music. CEO. Right. Yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't go to cons, so well, um... this isn't really a con. CEO is no, more it's con. <sighs> it's not a con. Yeah, whatever. It's a fighting video game tournament that is hosting New Japan and Ring of Honor wrestlers because. Kenny Omega is a huge video game yeah, fan. Fighting, and yeah. He has been at these tournaments in Florida for a while now. In fact, Xavier Woods has gone and Kenny and Xavier have fought together basically to promote their own little stuff. That's kind of when we kind of got the start of Up, Up, Down, Down that really became popular. And CEO has just become a huge platform. Now combining with wrestling, it's, it's just, it's all sorts of sexy. So, yeah. it's in Daytona, right? Yes, it is. Do you know the dates? Uh, 29th is the of show. This, of this month? Yes. So, Cliff, you're going to be making a trip down here so you can, you know, come to CEO, watch some good fighting game tournaments, and watch some New Japan, right? Uh, yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you guys will figure something out. Make, <laughs> make something happen. We'll, so. Yeah, we'll try to figure that out. <laughs> So, Katie, you want to go ahead and explain the next part that we got? Yes. Okay. So, we are going to be doing a little game like last week where we say the five wrestlers, male or female, from all over, so not just WWE, all over right now, um, who we would sign if we were opening up our own wrestling company you know starting it from scratch so anyone you know no one is off limits but basically what we wanted to go by is not who our favorite wrestlers are or who we really enjoy who we think that we could put or at least the top five guys and girls who we could put a company on the backs of and they could carry it for the next five ten years so thinking about longevity thinking about character promos um just talent and everything like that so basically top five wrestlers all over that we would sign to a company right now so would you like me to go first since you probably have this already prepared sure i mean i do well we're yeah. all supposed to have it all prepared but whatever. I, I go off the heart and the brain instantly so it's more real unlike you <laughs> I know who I got. Okay, so okay. Um, for me, top five, I would go with Kenny Omega, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Tony Storm, and Pete Dunne. Now, I, I went with those five because Kenny Omega is he's a huge name. He's a huge talent. Um, he's got the charisma and the talent to be able to kind of be the top guy, uh, at least until somebody else is able to take platform from him um because he is a little bit older but 
he's younger than some of the other guys. Like I would like an AJ Styles or something like that, but AJ Styles is like John Cena is 45 or however old he is. Like I would need someone that is probably going to be around five, 10 years. So that's why I went with Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins. I mean, he's a workhorse. He's extremely talented. He's going to be in the business for a really long time. He's got great charisma. He can be another top guy. Uh, Pete Dunne, same thing, but he's so young that he'll be in this business, you know, hopefully without, you know, bearing any injury, knock on wood, but he's just incredible. And uh, heel or face, especially heel, I think that he would be a huge asset. And then Braun Strowman is just your typical character. Like, he's he's the big guy. He's, uh, you know, he's your monster. He can be a heel or a face. He's so charismatic. He's so popular with kids and with adults. So that's another thing. And then for female, uh, Tony Storm, super young, super talented, gorgeous. So that gets the, the, the shallow kind of end of things. Uh, someone that you could definitely make the face of your women's division or just the company in general. I almost said Asuka, but she's older. Um, and she her English isn't great. Uh, Tony Storm is, she's totally relatable to Australians, to Europeans, to Americans, Canadians, whatever. And she's super talented. Plus she can wrestle with guys and I would do intergender wrestling. So, uh, but that's just me. So that's my top five. That's my five. That's a pretty solid five. I'm going to be honest. Thank you. <laughs> Her titties were all about all of that. <laughs> yeah. Cliff. Those jiggles were real. I'm not going to lie. Uh, how, Thank you. How do I? Wow. How do I? How do I follow up with that? Uh, well, it's funny because actually two of her five are the same ones I would go with. So oh. uh, definitely Kenny Omega definitely has to be top man. There's just something to be said about that that guy and his. Like you said, he he just got a, a charisma about him that you're just not normally gonna find. So I definitely have to say that he would be my top. Uh, second, Seth Rollins. Same exact reason. The kid's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. He works hard. He grinds. He's just a lot of fun to see in the ring. And when you have a bad Roman moment, what do you do? You call him Seth because then the crowd changes their tone. <laughs> um, so another person that I would include in my top five would be Cody. Like, we didn't really talk about him. I think that just his persona and the way he carries himself. Like he's had a lot of success in the WWE as well as in the Indies. And he's having a way more success in the Indies. Um, and he's just, he's just a talent that you're just not going to find. He's great on the mic. He's, um, you know, dashing. And then like mm-hmm. last but not least, he, he, he just gets in the ring. He gets crap. He just has a lot of fun. Another person that I, this would probably be my controversial pick that I kind of was, was talking about prior to us jumping on. Uh, Velveteen Dream, like I, I, I have literally been made a fan of him. I mean, even though like we talked about earlier, like one of my favorite moments was the Ricochet Dream uh, promo. Dream, mm-hmm. like watching him in the last few weeks and even the Takeover, uh, I'm, I've just become a fan. Like I just think like that guy. He just there's something about him. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I feel like he's someone that like you literally could be like, hey, I need you to carry the company. He's like, I got you. And he could just do it, and he could run with it. And he's young, so he's still learning. So he hasn't quite hit that ten year mark. And once he hits that ten year mark, you know, like the ceiling is the the sky's the limit with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last one. So for my female, I would definitely want to carry on. It's gonna be funny. You guys will probably laugh at me. Uh, 
Kaylee Ray. Like, I just think that she oh. she had a great moment where, like, she was in the match and she was just selling well. Plus, she can wrestle well. And she was talking on the mic, her cutting her promo, her video promo. I just, I, and I, I literally said it in a chat room when I was watching the Young Classic. You know, like, even though she lost, I was like, I, I like her a lot. <laughs> I think she's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Kaylee awesome. Plus, she's Scottish. That's great. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> that was a good five. So my first pick, I know it's going to be, it's going to be like the face and going to be the person that carries it. Even though he's a little older, I still feel <laughs> like he'll be wrestling for at least another five to ten years. At least I would, I think personally, whether or not he said it or not before in the past, definitely AJ Styles. I, I can't not say AJ Styles. I have been following AJ since he was in Ring of Honor when TNA first started back in like 2002, 2003. AJ Styles has always been on my radar. Always been on my radar. And I think that the, the product that he puts out day in, day out, I, there, I don't think there's, you can have the sentence, a bad AJ Styles match. I don't think that sentence can be truthful because... AJ doesn't put, do bad matches. So I just, I think he'd be great to carry the company going in and out, being the face, being the main champion, being the guy. To have like a young up-and-comer that he would eventually pass the torch to, I have to agree with Cliff. I'm picking Velveteen Dream. Mm. Like, dude, I just imagining in my head, AJ versus Dream Sign me Holy up. cow. Like, can, can you just, think, just picture that? Can you picture that? Like, I didn't think of that. I, like, I thought of that as Katie was starting to talk. Because like I said, I do. I, I'm making a list in my head now as you guys are talking. And it was just like, that would be money. I can see that going for like 20, 30 minutes. And just being like picture perfect. And it'd be, that would be Carmella. It, it's just, uh, no, whoa. Because Carmella is money. (laughs) It's Mella. Mella is Mella is money. (laughs) Gross. Just remember that touched Cass in all of his nether regions. No. No. So to Enzo. So to Enzo, but we're not talking about that. So let's continue on. Enzo did not touch Cass all of on his wait, he probably did. Because he's a whore. That's neither here nor there, and that is allegedly, so I can't get sued. Or wow. So, whatever. <laughs> okay, so my third pick would have to be... I would have to say Pentagon Jr. For, if you don't know who he is, he's currently doing a deal with TNA, but he is a big bad heel in... Now I can't think of the name of it. Shit. Lucha he's Underground. In, uh... Yeah, he's, in Lucha Underground. Underground. he's in Lucha Underground. He is a big bad heel in Lucha Underground. So if I were to have like like a masked heel that has like that mysticism about him, it's definitely Pentagon Jr. He had some great matches with just like the whole roster in Lucha Underground. He, he's just a beast. He's like a muscly, demonic beast. And I, I, I love him. I love him. He's awesome. Number four... Uh, let's see. I would have... I'm going to be biased. She 
can't really be on the mic that well, but her abilities, I feel, could carry a blooming women's division. And being on the, I think she would be able to improve on the mic regardless. So I'm gonna have to just go with my girl Tennille Dashwood because mm-hmm. she's got a she's got a look that's great. She has performed against men before in the past before she got into WWE. She's killing it in Ring of Honor right now and killing it on the Indies. She's having Cody like success post WWE. Like she is 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 fantastic, and she's showing that she can carry uh, her name without a marquee next to it like WWE. So I would have to say her would be, she would be my, my woman. It was almost Jazzy Gabbard. (laughs) It was almost Jazzy just for the fact that she's a big girl that can fucking wrestle and she's still going. But then I thought about the injury and her age and it's like, well, if I'm going to choose a big girl, I can choose karma or, you know, Awesome Kong, but again, injury and age, da 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 Kong was almost my choice, too. So, number five, this one's a hard one because there is so many good wrestlers, but I'm going to have to say Zack Sabre. Mm, good one. Just because it's Zack Sabre, he is a workhorse. He puts in... All sorts of work. Like he does need to. I think he does need to slow down because his body's gonna really hate him in a couple of years. But yeah, no, definitely Zack Saber Jr. Definitely, I, it sucks. I, I understand the reason why he didn't want to sign WWE. I understand the reason why he didn't want to sign with WWE post Cruiserweight Classic because he, him, and Ibushi were shoe ins for the final. Yeah, shoe ins for the final. The only reason why we did not have an Ibushi Zack Sabre Jr. final is because they both opted out of signing with the WWE. And yeah. WWE had these plans going forward that they were going to build a cruiserweight division off of the people that they signed from the Cruiserweight Classic. Mm-hmm. So that's why we had TJP versus Grand Match League, which do not get me wrong, that was a phenomenal match. Cruiserweight Classic ended surprisingly and phenomenally. I did not think TJP was going to win. So I thought it was a great match regardless. But that's why we got to see a little bit of Ibushi because they were trying to court him in NXT and everything to come over. He didn't, we didn't realize his age was like in near 40s. He's a little bit older. But yeah, no, definitely Zack Sabre. So that's my five. That's a good five. Big fan of Zack Sabre. He's one of my favorites. I was surprised you didn't choose him, to be honest, because I know that you were all about him. Oh, uh, yeah, but, you know, I went with a couple others. You went with some basic bitchness. I got it. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Fan wow. favorites. That's what we went with. I, clearly she did. Hey, don't be a dick. <laughs> he's I trying to put I... money in. He's trying to put, she's trying to put butts in the seats, okay? Yeah, I butts in seats. I am what I eat, Katie. So shut up. Damn. My God. You're just a big butt because that's all you eat. I don't eat ass. <laughs> Hold on, before we get too far, before we get too far into this ass eating contest, uh, Anthony, tell us what your tell us what your top five is. I'm kind of baffled on what's going on right now. So <laughs> All right, so my top five, my top five is Mr. Seth Rollins, because 
when you have a bad Roman Reigns moment, you bring Seth. I don't even know. You bring Seth to, to save, save it. To save it. <laughs> to save it. And then we all had Kenny Omega, big Japan star, new Japan star. Cuts good promos. He's a good wrestler. My number three would be Ricochet because I like how he wrestles. He is an awesome performer in the ring. My number four would be Mr. Finn Balor. He is 39 years old or 40 years old, but he's still performing at a high pace. He gets the crowd going. Only caveat is, is he'd have to be Demon King more often than not. And I absolutely want to watch. I absolutely love watching Charlotte Flair. And I love watching Ember Moon. She gets me going. She's a hoot. I absolutely love watching her perform. She gets you going. Not like that, pervert. I'm just it saying. Is like that. It is like that. Wording, it, is, it is definitely like that. Raising is a thing. No, you have to go off the gut instinct. Gut instinct first word said it gets him going. So that's definitely what it does. That's his type. Wonderful. Wonderful. Again, there's the the phrasing. The phrasing. <laughs> and actually, um, just to just to add on to what you said, Finn Balor is only thirty six, so he's still up there, but he's not quite forty yet. So you've got a couple of years still. Ugh. And we are talking he about carrying a company for the next. Not, he does not look that old. God, he looks like no, a no. He's baby. like a baby. Oh my god. Oh. Well, Does like, well, wait a minute. Like, Ricochet, Ricochet's, what, 35 years old? 36 years old? Let me see. I'm Googling it. I think because well, his, his trunks why? always say, I think his trunks always say, like, established 1980. That's just, that's just all three of them. Just, oh, yum. <laughs> Ricochet is 29 years old. Oh, yeah. Fucking yes. There you go. Wow. Yeah, I didn't so realize he's, Rick he's young. He's very. All of them are young. <laughs> See, what's funny though is that when we think about like other people that we didn't include on this list, though, we um Murphy, we didn't talk about Buddy Murphy. Um, oh right. He's definitely. I think if if we can bring in a good heel, definitely he's rocking that. The young bucks. We didn't even talk about those guys. Like those guys definitely are carrying a Bleh. carrying a division by themselves. Bleh. Stop. The hype, the hype is real with those guys. Not a fan. Bleh. I. Sorry, cease overrated. and desist, man. Overrated. When people, they're overrated. When people send me a cease and desist, hey, when yeah, see, they're overrated. Saying, they shut, they awesome. just shut, they just shut you up. You just cut out there because there was a cease and desist. You're talking about their awesomeness. That is a lie. <laughs> this board did not want you to talk about it. They are overrated. Um, they are we, hillbilly trailer trash. What's funny is that if if damn if uh if Paul Ellering was still with them, I mean AOP, we'd definitely be talking about those guys and carrying it. They possibly no. could be carrying it. Well, let me think about it. Think about it for a minute. Like those guys, they're relatively young, and they're they're that's why they don't talk in the mic because when Paul was doing all the talking for them and the game planning and stuff, like that team, we were talking about how dominant that team was. You know what I mean? Um, the revival. Like, we're not, I mean, it's crazy, like, yeah. the things that we're leaving off, the people we're leaving off. I mean, shit, if we're talking about the next five years, why, Jimmy and Jay, like, those guys are doing great, we're doing great things, and they're still doing great things. Like, it's just, we, we, there's so much talent out there, and we're just talking about WWE alone. I mean, we're not even talking about other tactics that are out there. I mean, obviously, I, I mentioned the Young Bucks, and they're not WWE, but, I mean, there's so much great talent that's out there, and still t- talent is coming up. So, it's going to be funny how if, 
in five years we go back and listen to this and we're gonna be like man we were so wrong we should have <laughs> got that guy <laughs> there's plenty because... of people that they they should have got there's plenty of people that they should have gotten already it's just that that they have a culture that just doesn't work with some people creativity wise i mean, I mean so many people get lost in the shuffle so often and it's like no wonder people like cody talk shit about it because of the fact that you have good talent that is great but you keep them locked in this stereotype that does no good like Let's let's talk about the big one of the biggest blunders in my opinion, which was freaking Damian Sandow. You have him high as a fucking kite, on fucking fire, crowd erupting for him. Not only do you have him lose the the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which would have sent even him even further if they had done it right in the first place, instead of giving it to fucking Big Show, whoop-de-doo. But you release him after like three months and give him a shitty gimmick with Curtis Axel. Like what the fuck? I don't even like him as a wrestler, but damn it, I could fucking see the potential for the fact that you gave him, you, you wrote him well. He wasn't that great of a wrestler, but you wrote him well, and the character was money, and you did nothing with it. So, yes to the fact that people, there are so many great wrestlers outside of WWE, and I'm glad that we're all expanding on that, because WWE is so finite, and people get lost in the shuffle that you don't really see true potential. So, there's that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's on point with everything. If people just assumed that when I opened my mouth that I'm right, things would go by so much quicker and easier. Oh, I can't wait God. for the world's end now because of that statement. It, you're right, though. Like, WWE does kind of squander a lot of its talent. You know, it's like, you know, and, and to be honest, like, let's just let's play it back. Like, how old is he now? I mean, we talking about CM Punk. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Chick Magnet Punk. Um, His name you is know, like Punk. how old? No, it's 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 chick magnet punk. And that's it's what we're going not. with. not. He was fucking around. Under oath, he's fucking around saying that his name no, is chick magnet punk. Because it can mean anything. It's not a real name. No. So actually, no. Did you hear? So the backstory behind it was that his very first persona that he did, he was in a tag team with um, another dude named CM Venom, chick magnet Venom, chick magnet yeah, punk. I like that's what their that. name, the chick magnets. So I mean, obviously, he's carrying out that legacy and that's what's you know the one thing i do and it's i know i'm going off kind of on the tangent side but i think that uh sorry apparently i'm yelling so uh one of the things that uh <laughs> uh one of the things ha -ha, I you got wife think... aggro ha -ha. <laughs> so uh one of the things i definitely have to say is uh that cm punk like he never changed his name he never changed his persona he never changed who he was which was definitely a credit to him it was, I mean, it was his downfall as well but I don't know, man. It's just, I think if he was still now in wrestling, like, he would definitely be somebody I would be like, I'd build a company around him because he can carry it. You have a, such a hard on for Punk. It's disgusting. It, CM Punk's the man. Can't help it. <laughs> he was the man. Once. He still is. Once. <laughs> yeah, once. Past. We can't keep living in the past with wrestling. Hey, everybody else does. We talk about how much we love the Attitude Era. Uh, no. I do not. I focus on the future. Like when we're going to get more dick puncher. <laughs> oh my god. Katie, you got to say it now. Dick say punching! Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! All right. Final closing moments. 
What do we got, Cliff? What are you? Uh, what are you pro- plugging, promoing? All right. Well, um, well, two things. First, uh, yeah. So actually, the first thing you can catch me on WNSC.net tomorrow for um, talking about reca- uh, well, actually previewing uh, UFC 225 featuring CM Punk. Um, also, uh, you guys can catch me on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram at CM underscore Miller 85, or as my friends have now dubbed it, Selfies with Cliff. Um, and the Gross. one thing I kind of wanted to touch, I'm sorry, <laughs> one thing I wanted to touch on, uh, that I didn't get to kind of mention, which is kind of something that I thought was fun. Uh, so 205, uh, one thing that was really talked about, uh, we didn't talk about TJP, uh, cutting his promo, talking about how he's going to make himself available to every manager, whether it's NXT, uh, SmackDown or Raw. I just thought like that character persona now is like starting to come around. It really kind of has intrigued me. I think it's really cool. And the other thing we didn't talk about was the Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali match and the way it ended. Like it well, was an amazing match. Well, why didn't you match. put that in your top three? Because I only had three slots and I already picked the ones that I wanted. So then that's that's you. <laughs> yeah. We are happy, but- and you can't just keep adding on minutes. I'm just saying, we didn't get to talk about the match, but if you didn't get to see it, you guys need to go check out 205 and watch that match. End of story for Cliff. Go watch 205 Live every week because some good stuff does happen. Thursdays, and at what time? Uh, It's on the WWE Network on Tuesdays. No, you, your show. Nope. WNSC.net. And you can catch me at 5 p.m. Thursdays, 5 p.m. Eastern wnst.net shout outs to uh steve with franken culture he'll be on next week with us and shout outs to the game community down in jackson florida for plugging us promoing us if you haven't checked them out you can uh search for them on facebook instagram twitter gam and the person who runs it ryan it's uh gam ryan g-a gam ryan ryan yep and yes gam they have different events out in Jacksonville, so definitely take a look at the ilovegam.com. That's another big website that they run, because I am terrible. July 28th. July 28th, but definitely uh, the tickets are available, gam.eventbrite.com. So you can go buy now and save uh, by pre-purchasing your advanced tickets. So definitely go do that if you are planning to be in the area. So there is that. And then for everyone else here at Franklin Culture, thank you for tuning in. We will check you out next week. Layers! <laughs>